Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. Your host again today, you got Caleb and my boy Devin. What's up, dude? Yo, how's it going, man? And we got our boys back. We still got... Who's here? Bring the juice is still chilling with us. How's it going, guys? Doing great, man. Glad to be on again. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. No, thank you guys for taking, again, some time to come hang out with us. Today we're going to be chatting some Texans and some Titans. And of course, we're going to decide who we feel is going to win this division. I'm not going to throw out there, but I might be the only objective one in this comment. I'm joking, guys. It's okay. We'll, 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 <laughs> okay. See, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens at the end of this one. Um, but let's go ahead and jump in, man. Let's just talk some Texans. Uh, I know that... Looking at their whole entire roster, obviously they had Lovey Smith coming in, which I was a little shocked that he got another opportunity to head coach, but you know, not, I'm not hiring, I guess. So, uh, very interesting, but Davis Mills sounds like that's who they're going to roll with this year. Obviously they didn't trade Brandon cooks, which was a lot. They brought in John Mechie, but do you feel like this offense is going to be much of a better upgrade over their four and 13 season from last year? That's just I mean, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at it here and I mean, I think this year they're still going to struggle a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously we don't know how Mechie's going to be um, off his return from that injury uh, last year. Um, obviously as a Colts fan, I think they had a, um, you know, a big bring in with Marlon Mack. I think he still has a lot left to offer and, you know, hated to kind of see, you know, him, you know, get departed there. But I mean, obviously Jonathan Taylor is, an elite running back. So, you know, a guy like that's going to be, you know, left in the dust with that. And then bringing in Damian Pierce, I think that's another great, you know, they've got a pretty decent running back core there. I still don't know how I feel about Davis Mills. Um, You know, he had some moments where he, you know, looked a lot better than I expected. Um, And that was just with Brandon cook. So, you know, if Mechie can be something for him, but I mean, I think the biggest thing with them is the amount of value that they got for trading Watson a guy who we don't even know what kind of suspension he's going to face. You know, even if, you know, with some of this stuff, I know he's been there saying like, if he didn't do it, but now this whole, you know, the massage therapist crying afterwards, like it makes you wonder if more is going to come out here. Are we even going to get to see Watson play, you know? Mm -hmm. So for them to be able to move on and get the value that they did, I think that was great on their part. It's going to really help them continue to rebuild. I still think there's still a few years out from really being able to compete at all though. Cody. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. Like, I think they have some talent there, like for sure. Um, I personally like Davis mills. I don't feel like he gets enough credit for what he did in that frankly terrible situation <laughs> last year in Houston. Um, but you know, I think he's played better than I thought he certainly would. Uh, I thought when they drafted him, I, I laughed when they drafted him in the third round, you know, mm-hmm. like in 2020, because I was just like, who is this guy? You know, like what in the world? Like, but I think give him, I don't want to give him credit because, you know, with the terrible situation, uh, with a lot of unknowns there, um, with the Deshaun Watson stuff, like I thought that he came in as a rookie and I thought he played pretty decent. So I think, you know, now getting him another weapon, um, getting him some more help at running back. Like, I don't think they're going to be good this year, but I think certainly, um, it, it's a good evaluation year for, for Davis Mills to see, can he lead them to some more wins this next year? You know, maybe it's not going to be, 
you know, playoffs or anything like that, but maybe a couple more wins. And he looks a little bit better now that he is, you know, the quote unquote starter this year. Um, so yeah, all that to say, I, I, I liked what the Texans did just in terms of getting him some more weapons and getting him some more help. Um, and really seeing if he's the guy or not moving forward. Derek, what do you yeah, think? I like, I like this Texans roster in a couple different ways. I mean, I think, I think Davis Mills is definitely a decent quarterback. Um, they have a decent running back room. You know, like you said, Marlon Mack, I, I think he really does have a lot left uh, in him. It sucks that I have to root against him now twice th- uh, this year because, <laughs> you know, Marlon Mack was a great player for us. And I, I always, I always stood up for him when most of Colts nation kept saying what a, what a trash running back he was for some weird reason. And th- this wide receiver room. Yeah. It's got some good pieces on it. Do I really think there's anyone that's going to take the top off of a lot of defenses? I really don't think there is, uh, you know, John Michi might, but Michi's more of a slot receiver. In my opinion. I mean, what I think is Brandon cooks is the only one that's going to consistently be able to do that. And the one thing we know he consistently is, is consistently unhealthy. Uh, always having issues with that. And Philip Dorsett inconsistent ever since coming into the league. Can't believe the Colts drafted him. Uh, Chris Conley, Nico Collins, you know, good guys, but I, I don't think they're going to, they're going to, tear any defenses apart and you know the defense for the texans i mean good lord just the amount of new faces that are on that (laughs) team is like Mm -hmm. unbelievable i mean depth wise they have really good depth Mm -hmm. uh i think they'll they'll be able to win some games based off of that but i don't know if they're going to be able to like you know it's the start of the game that's going to concern me for them because they don't have any tremendous edge rushers they don't they have some decent linebackers and they, you know, are having a bunch of these young new corners uh, in there. We're going to see if they pan out, but you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the quarterback, right? And the reason the Texans were so relevant for the past like five years was Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson hid a lot of the uh, fallacies in this team and where they were at as an organization and now you don't have that. And I think almost everyone agrees that Deshaun Watson, last time we watched him play football, he was a top five quarterback in this league at times when he was playing. And that was with the Texans. So I don't know what to expect. I don't expect them to really do a lot better than what they have <laughs> uh, done in the past. But mm-hmm. I mean, their roster is a lot more well built now than what it was just at the end of last year. Yeah, I thought it was really funny, too, because when you look at that first-round draft pick, I swore up and down. I knew they were taking a corner, but Terrible. even Derek, Derek Stingley Terrible. over Amon Gardner, I'm just, I don't Terrible. know. They're going to regret doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what that was. But we'll we'll see, because, I mean, he hasn't been good since 2019. Uh, but again, like, so, like you said, yeah, they have some better depth, but the one thing that I keep looking at when I look at that team is kind of like, where's where's the superstar? You know, like, where's kind of like, you know, that household name type mentality? Yeah, I agree with you guys. Marlon Mack does probably have a lot left in the tank. I mean, and Colts Nation, shame on you because he was a thousand yard rusher. So I don't know what what that issue was because he was very good and very efficient for you guys. And yes. I, I know I'm a big Damian Pierce fan coming out of Florida. I think he'll mm-hmm. probably slide in as the number two. I'm not really worried about Rex Burkhead, but still. There's, there's no one. I'm, cause I, I'm not gonna sit there and say Brandon Cooks is a superstar. I might be wrong, 
but I just don't feel like there's anybody on there where I'm like, I'm going to, I want to go see this player play. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel yeah, the same yeah. way? It, yeah. It's <laughs> difficult to uh, really do anything when you're right. There isn't a guy on this team that makes you go, wow. I mean, we got a game plan for that guy, right? right? I mean, Brandon cooks might be that one. But at the end of the day, I mean, Brandon Cooks, you don't know if he's going to stay healthy long enough for you to even have to game plan for him. And, you know, they got a bunch of rookies, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, mean, a bunch of these rookies could be good. But at the end of the day, you don't really know anything about them. We don't know if Stingley Jr. is going to end up translating well to the NFL right off the bat because he, you know, he's pretty much been removed from football for like almost two years now. And, you know, John Michi, we don't know how he's going to be when coming back from his injury. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Texans taking a lot of risks and probably maybe their best player might end up being a rookie corner. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> like, that's going to sell tickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, what do you think about that? Uh yeah, they're young. Uh, they have a lot of young guys, right? So I think they're going to struggle. I'm just going to say that. I think this year is going to be a little bit of a struggle for them. A lot of growing pains. Uh, and, and obviously, maybe some injuries too to deal with. So we'll see. But yeah, not really expected much from them this year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. And uh, let's go ahead then and jump into a team that we'll have a little bit more conversation about because, again, we're assuming Texans are going to fight for last place and we'll get to that at the end of the episode, but let's talk Titans. Titans did some very interesting things. Obviously we know about the whole Ryan Tannehill Malik Willis situation that was going on. I'm not going to say one way or another. I think what Ryan Tannehill actually said was correct. It's not his job to necessarily have to teach these players how to play, but if he picks things up on the way, that's, that's him. Uh, Cause he's trying to win a championship. Uh, Robert Woods coming in from the Rams, big Robert Woods truther. Just so you guys know, I love the player. He's not always going to be that top end talent, but he just does everything right on a football field, in my opinion. And then Traylon Burks, that's again, after they decided to trade AJ Brown. So they tried to get a Traylon Burks as the replacement. This offense is going to look vastly different with AJ Brown gone. They still do have Derrick Henry. We'll see how healthy he stays, but they won the league. Are they won this division last year? Do you guys feel like the Colts are going to be able to come back on top and, and take over these Titans? But how do you feel about this roster so far? That's, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, um, it's funny because I did a video. Um, I did a video just a few weeks ago talking about how I thought that the Titans are heading for disaster. Ooh. I think I said that and I'm still in the back of my mind thinking there's some drama going on in here that I don't really think a lot of people are quite understanding uh for one the Ryan Tannehill uh Malik Willis thing I I agree with you that yes he he doesn't have to be the mentor that's not his job description I get I get that but everyone knows when you're a quarterback in the NFL and you are the franchise guy, supposedly the mm-hmm. franchise, your job is to mentor everyone. That's your job. Mm-hmm. You are the leader of the team and your job is to mentor the young guys that come into this program. And your job is to make sure that they follow along with what you're doing and what the team needs them to do to be successful 
whether that be a career backup for you or at some point to move on. Mm -hmm. But for him to come out and say that it's not my job to make sure that he is being mentored by me. Again, he could be totally right, but it's one of those things that's like, why would you say that out loud? Like that just doesn't make, that doesn't do any good for you to say that. It doesn't do anything for you. Mm -hmm. And you may be right, but at the end of the day, it leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And Malik Willis is like, oh yeah, it's whatever. I don't, I don't care. You know, Ryan's been nothing but inviting and all this other stuff. But now the rest of the league and even former players are saying, wow, what an, what a, like, am I allowed to swear here? You go ahead, man. (laughs) What an asshole that this guy is, right? Like, I mean, what a a leader this guy is, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, said it in the video. It's like, if you're that concerned about not mentoring this guy, maybe that means that Tannehill doesn't truly believe his time with Tennessee is going to be extended. Mm -hmm. I think he he might think his time is almost up and he doesn't want to give up any more of his time uh, mentoring his future potential future replacement. Cause that's what Malik Willis might be. And I mean, I think we all can agree that Ryan Tannehill has his, uh, his faults, especially on the football field. We saw at the end of last year, what mm-hmm. happened. So, yeah. What was that know, first play in the first pass of the game? <laughs> That's right. Oh, interception. <laughs> Again, yeah. in, in big time situations, Ryan Tannehill has just not gotten it done. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you traded away the best wide receiver your team has ever had in its team's history. Mm-hmm. AJ Brown was the best wide receiver to ever come into the Titans organization. And you trade him before he even got out of his rookie contract. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's incredible. And on top of it, Vrabel was saying, uh, uh, they asked him, is he going to be on the trade blocks? Like, not no. as long as I'm the head coach of the Titans. Yeah. yeah. Well, does that mean you're not going to be the head coach of the Titans anytime <laughs> soon? Or does the, does the front office just not, like, trust your opinion or what? Like, I mean, because we saw, I think everyone saw, didn't, like, Mike Vrabel almost walk out of the draft room mm-hmm. when he heard the news mm-hmm. that he was getting traded, like, everyone said it. it was like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's been to lose. I think most Tennessee fans will tell you, Oh my God, you, you would be dumb to think that AJ Brown is more important to this team than Derrick Henry. I think that's completely false. I think Derrick Henry, or I think AJ Brown is just as important, if not more important than what, than what Derrick Henry ever was. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, Titans offense passing offense was already abysmal as was mm-hmm. now you just traded away him like and you expect Traylon Burks to just be the next predecessor to AJ Brown I mean good luck right and let's let's jump there I mean let's be real because I know his comp at the draft they're talking oh that's you know his his comp is AJ AJ Brown can play outside AJ Brown can play in the like, he can play anywhere he can match up mm-hmm. against anybody Traylon Burks cannot go outside. He is he plays in the slot. He took majority of all of his snaps in college football from the slot. How is that going to mm-hmm. be the same? I mean, he's that there's no way he can replace AJ Brown. No chance. At least not right away. No, it takes time with all these with young receivers. It takes time for most of them, you know, to to develop into something. Like it's just yeah, you're going to take a step back. Like let's just be honest. Like AJ Brown's a really really good player and 
the the fact that you just traded him away straight up. I thought I was shocked that they just straight up just did that, you know, because like what in the world? Um, AJ Brown, you know, a really, really good receiver, you know, proven receiver. Um, and it's just like, come on guys, just pay, just pay the man. Like seriously, you know what you have in him. And with honestly, with rookies, it's a crapshoot. It really mm-hmm. is with a lot of these guys. So mm-hmm. I didn't get the move. If I was a Titans fan, I'd be very upset right now because I, okay, you want to save a little bit of money. That's fine. But now you're going to have to pay the price for it. You know, it's like he's cheaper for a reason. Like he's yeah. going to be cheaper for a reason. Cause there's a lot more risk there. Yeah, no, firmly agree. And I think it's just really funny because I remember, I remember Devin, we, we were talking beforehand and we're like, Oh dude, Debo is going to get traded at some point in this. Tra-. Like everybody knew, everyone knew that Debo was going to get traded. It, or at least it seemed like, and then all of a yeah. sudden that trade took place. And I don't think anybody saw that coming, you know, cause I'm, I, cause Terry McLaurin was also, you know, talked about possibly moving out of, out mm-hmm. of Washington as well. All three trying to get that, that contract extension type. But yeah, this was and just if, shocking. Anyone wants to see my reaction to it should just go rewatch the day one live stream of the draft that I was doing with my friends. You, you, I, I, I lost my mind in the moment I saw that trade happen. All my chats say it. I saw him say AJ Brown's getting traded because they were all like 30 seconds ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'm announcing that it's happening. And as I see it, I'm still have that hint of doubt and then I see that 18th or that 17th pick get uh, switched to the uh, the Titans name. And I'm like, oh, my God, it literally just it happened. happened. I yep. lost my mind. <laughs> like the best wide receiver in the whole division. And you traded him away just because he wanted like four. He wanted like five million dollars more per year than what you were wanting to pay him. On top of the fact that you were trying to lowball him in yes. the first place. Yeah. Oh, my God. The contract that they offered was a joke. Million a year, yeah, sixteen million for a guy that's a top fifteen wide receiver in this league. Come on, yeah, he should have got that twenty one, if not twenty five, maybe up twenty, probably twenty three or twenty four. I even said this. I was like, "Look, you technically don't have to pay him. He's in his last year of his rookie deal, going into this next year. Don't pay him yet. Don't mm-hmm. pay him yet. But just tell him, hey, listen, we want you to be here long term." We just don't want to commit to a long-term deal at this moment in time. We appreciate you coming to us, but we want to wait till the end of next year to be able to do something. Maybe we can put an extension or something on it, but we'll give you a new contract once your rookie deal is up. Like even then I felt like he would have been, he would have probably not liked it, but he would have played regardless, but they basically called him a diva. I mean, straight to his face, they called him a diva because he wanted $21 million a year as a top mm-hmm. 15 wide receiver in the league. Which is what he should have deserved in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't I don't exactly. know what's going on with some of these teams, though, because obviously we, we saw the Kyler Murray stuff, and then there's the Debo, and then again Terry, and then AJ, and like all of these guys. I know, and all of this, a lot of this outside of Kyler Murray all happened because, again, what we talked about last week, our last episode with Christian Kirk with that stupid contract. I mean, it's made all these wide receivers start like rethinking like, Oh, if, if that he can get that, if that idiot can get that kind of money, there's yeah. no way in heck we shouldn't be getting that money, which I firmly He's agree with Christian Kirk, like as if it's his fault. Like, no, it's, no, it's not. not his fault. <laughs> like, 
I mean, if I'm, if I'm getting overpaid <laughs> to do a job and I'm not going to say no, no, like, right. yeah, I'm gonna take is, it's all on the freaking Jaguars. <laughs> they ruined the NFL for the foreseeable future. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, if, 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 if it, it would have came out that he didn't sign that, like that was the contract offer and he didn't take it and he took like some three year, like, you know, 15 million a season or something, we ought to have been like, what an idiot. It would have been the same conversation, actually. <laughs> so, no, it definitely yeah. had to. So, Cody, what's your th- thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I echo just about what all you guys said. Just uh, the ridiculousness of uh, kind of screwing over, you know, your team for a little bit of time. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like every offseason, the Titans have kind of gotten a little bit worse every time. Mm-hmm. Not to the point now where they're, uh, you know, where they're not you know, potentially going to win the division, but it just kind of feels like they're slowly losing a few pieces about every year. You know, mm-hmm. last year it was Corey Davis. I thought that was a big loss for them. Um, and then trying to replace that with Julio Jones, who played like not even half the season. Um, and then now, you know, losing uh, their top two receivers from a couple seasons ago. Um, you know, they did, I will say like they went out and spent last off season on some guys on defense, which I think was helpful, but I mean, I don't know. I just don't really feel like they did a whole lot to make you to warrant them being, you know, uh, that scary, you know, as you know, and, and you look at the Colts last year with, with how close and tight some of those games were like the Colts really should have probably won at least one of those games. If mm-hmm. Carson wins up a throw out left handed, uh, sorry to bring back that, that nightmare. Um, but, but yeah, all that to say, um, you know, as a Colts fan, I personally love it. I love just watching Teams kind of be stupid and uh, God bless the AFC South because it seems like stupid about runs in every other team's veins, sometimes in our veins a little bit too. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall uh, with the AJ Brown situation, uh, yeah, it's just, it's wild, man. It's absolutely wild that the Titans decided to move on from him. Like I still can't wrap my mind fully around that. Um, and now I think we can firmly say, uh, or we can at least have the conversation that, is Michael Pittman Jr. the best receiver in the AFC South now? Oh, let's do it. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, in my eyes, I mean, you have to say he is. Yeah. Like, I mean, sure. I mean, even though he does get injured a lot, you know, Cooks is consistently a thousand yard receiver, which is great for him. But I mean, just as far as route running, catchability, being able to fight for the ball. I mean, there's no one out there like Pittman in our division. Yeah. yeah. I mean, last year, Brandon Cooks, 90 catches for 1,037 yards, six touchdowns. It's literally identical to mm-hmm. what Michael Pittman did for uh, for Indianapolis. I mean, the only difference is, I mean, like with Brandon Cooks, I mean, Brandon Cooks is the only offensive weapon they truly had. Yeah. I mean, the difference is Michael Pittman might be the number one wide receiver, but he has to share time with the fact that he's got two running backs in the backfield that are going to see a lot more touches than he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think and, this is much of a conversation. I think it has to be Pittman. Yeah. I mean and 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 I mean you almost put Pittman up against and that's just if he can compete in the NFL with even a guy like Pierce, you know, and just another Colt right there mm-hmm. with it, you know? Oh, you're not going to yeah. pick uh, Christian Kirk to be that wide receiver. No, team. exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Like the the thing for me too on kind of what you guys were talking about here is like for the Titans to go and get rid of AJ Brown who was such a fundamental piece of that offense outside of, of course, Derrick Henry, when Derrick Henry did come off of a huge injury last year, you know, and I mean, mm-hmm. what he's got, 
what, three, I'm looking here at it, 681. You're looking at 800, um, like, no, right at 900 attempts in the past three seasons. And of course, that's with missing a lot of last year with that, you know, injury. But a guy like that, I know he is a, an absolute freak of nature. I love the guy to death. I mean, you know, he's, you know, him and Jonathan Taylor are two of my favorite players to just watch just because of the way, what they can do with the ball. Mm-hmm. But like, when you got a guy the size of him going 900 attempts, not counting what he did in college, just in three seasons, that's not counting what he did his first few seasons. Like his body's starting to feel it. You know, we're going into what, you know, year seven and you're going to go and let a guy like AJ Brown go to where that's going to be what your offense needs to rely on to be able to, you know, kind of take a little pressure off of Henry. Now you're basically saying, Hey Derek, sorry, but uh, you have to just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually extremely nervous about his him coming off injury this year because this is the first time he's really had a significant, I think, injury, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. where he's missed that amount of time. But Yeah, like, he's never had, like, that severe. Like, right. he's had a couple occasional problems, but, like, he'd never missed more than one like or two games. Game. Yeah, like, I, th- I know he had, like, a, a foot or an ankle, one, you know, just something really off the wall, but played the rest of the season after missing a game or sat out a game or something like that. But... My 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 biggest fear is it's like so it's never happened so we don't know what Derrick Henry is going to look like we know his off season training regimen is ridiculous but do you want him again like and again just from a fantasy perspective he had so many touches and yards before he got hurt he only played eight games right so he he had so many rushing attempts and so many yards and already so many touches uh, touchdowns that he still finished as a number one in fantasy like and he only played half a season of him from last season was so it was so absurd like what was it yeah he played through the first yeah the first six games of the season and only Jonathan Taylor had more rushing yards than him I think until like week 12 or 13 so like Mm -hmm. five more weeks of not playing football and Derrick Henry still remain the number two leading rusher in the league. Mm-hmm, I yeah. mean, it's incredible. The usage of his is good. And the crazy part is like, he doesn't, it's not like his yards per carry is that great. He averages just over three yards a carry. I mean, Jonathan Taylor last season averaged five and a half. So yeah. he's getting two more yards per carry than, uh, than what Derrick Henry does, but he's also doing it on like, pretty much 50 to a hundred less rushes than Derrick Henry. Right. You have to think at some point that, I mean, and Cody, I think you can agree with this. It, it, at some point, his body's going to wear down at some point. It has to just that much workload. is just not good for anyone. Mm -mm. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's bound to like, that's the nature of the NFL. Unfortunately, like, you know, you see guys like, I mean, Todd Gurley, like he was Mm -hmm. one of the best backs in the league a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he can't even find a job. Like, you yeah. know, and I don't think that's going to happen with Henry necessarily, but like, yeah, I think that just goes to show the nature of the game and the position. Like you cannot be run centric with only one guy. Like you just can't as much, you know, now obviously you have those guys where you are, they're your focal points, but you know, like, I, I don't know. That's why I've always kind of personally liked more of the running back by committee a little bit more, like getting your guys less tread on the tires and not giving them that amount of carries. That's why I, I really liked and I know Derek really liked uh, the Philip Lindsay signing that the Colts mm-hmm. just had recently because, you know, he may or may not make the roster, but if he does, I think he could potentially have a chance uh, to just give Jonathan Taylor a little bit less tread on his tires with his, you know, cause 
17 games is a long stretch. So yeah. um, being able to just give him, you know, more opportunities uh, to, to just rest up and, and not be so, you know, not be so relied on, I guess, for the Colts yeah. success. Um, I think that's important because, you know, everybody's human. And even if you're Derrick Henry, you're human, you know, at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think if the Titans continue, which it seems like they're perfectly content to do so, um, I think, it, you know, like we showed, like when Derrick Henry goes down uh, and you don't even have A.J. Brown now, I think that's a recipe for disaster for Tennessee personally. Uh, agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor had 332 attempts last year. I mean, Which even was way too much. I yeah. mean, I think I think even a lot of Colts media are now going out and saying the Colts cannot afford to have Jonathan Taylor run the football that much every season from this point on. Like yeah. he needs to remain under 300 rushes during the year. I mean, mm-hmm. he should be averaging 15 carries a game, and that should be about it. It shouldn't be much more than that. Yeah. Well, and keep in mind too when he came into the NFL. His first or his prior three years at Wisconsin, he also had over 300 rushing attempts each of right. those seasons. So, like, he's coming yeah, into the league with tear. <laughs> general, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And at least the good thing is, his first year is uh, first year he didn't really run the football as much that first year. Um, I think he finished only with about 200 rushing attempts that year because it wasn't as even got he I think he got benched in the Ravens game for how bad he was playing. And then uh obviously now what we see, you know, he's he's amazing. But yeah, to keep him under 300 rushing attempts, I think is super important. And I think now, because I think at the end of the year, the problem with the reason why he had so many is because I think Frank Reich gave up on Carson Wentz at the Agreed. end of the year. And yeah. he didn't want to throw the football because I don't think he was contempt on having Carson Wentz control the offense with throwing the football. I think now you, you feel more comfortable with Matt Ryan being able to throw the football 25, 30 times a game and feel more comfortable knowing that you can now open the offense up more and not have to rely on Jonathan Taylor running the ball 30 times in a game. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And I see this, something very similar happening with Tennessee this year where it's going to be the opposite. I don't know if I'm going to really like Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball that often because who's he going to throw to necessarily? You're going to have that rookie coming in and and Burks, who, let's be honest, may or may not. I mean, out of camp, he was, what, he got sick the first day because he couldn't handle the heat, which, let's be honest, we were in the Midwest, so it was freakishly hot, but still. Like, couldn't handle the heat, so he's puking all over the place. Body wasn't ready to go. And Robert Woods isn't necessarily a number one. He's just a very good football player. In my again, in my opinion, so uh, you're going to be running that ball. I wouldn't be surprised to see towards middle to the end of the season to start seeing more Malik Willis starting to show up, being able to play in it already. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't agree with that. I can't. No, Malik, no. Malik Willis just has. He is so far behind uh, on everything yeah. football knowledge. Wise, he is. It's going to take at minimum two years for this guy to even have a chance at a job. And that's Unless a chance. <laughs> like that's and that's a chance at a job. That's not even. He's not going to have that job. Like it's yeah. I I'm not a massive Malik Willis fan. I haven't been, and just not that anybody cares. But just to throw it out to you guys, I'm more of a Desmond Ritter guy. So I think him in Atlanta I like a lot better than Malik I Willis, like- but. I do. I also think it's his fault that Alec Pierce doesn't have as uh, many college numbers as uh, have. That's true. 
times he underthrew Alec Pierce when he could have definitely hit him for some more touchdowns. Wow. And then, okay, that, maybe that maybe that allowed Pierce to drop to where he did to us for us yeah, to uh, get that value. You know? say, maybe that was a blessing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe it should be more of a thank you, Derek. I think. Yeah. Is what, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Next time I see him, I'll make sure I do. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. My brother goes to UC and he uh, actually watched Desmond Ritter for all those years. And ironically enough, my brother, when he was playing in a pickup baseball game, Ritter was actually there um, playing with a bunch of the guys. And my brother accidentally hit Ritter oh. with a base uh, in the, in the, uh, I think it was right in the thigh too. He was pitching and he accidentally hit him in the thigh. And needless to say, uh, my brother made sure he stayed far away from Ritter. <laughs> humanly possible. <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think I'm messing with him too much. But um but all right, man. So that's that's all four of the teams. So let's let's just go round table here and we'll each say who we think's going to win this division and we might all might be all in agreement. So Derek, I'm going to send it to you. What do you think this division order how are we going to finish this year in the AFC South? I think that the Colts will win this one. Um, I think it, they're going to go 11 and six. That's for me. Uh, I think Tennessee will finish in second with a nine, eight or 10, seven record. Uh, I think that the uh, Texans will finish third. Um, I, I just, again, I don't think the talent is quite there, but I like the way that the Texans play. Lovey Smith, I think is going to get some more out of them. Uh, I think they'll finish in third with about six wins. And I think Jacksonville will finish and last with about five. All right, Cody, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'll go the other way. I'll start with the last place. I'm going to go Houston again. Um, I just think there's a lot of unknowns right now with them. Um, you know, Davis mills. Well, he did have a, you know, he had some moments last year. I mean, he's a third round quarterback. And, and so I, like, I don't know, like, I just think there's a lot of unknowns there. There's some injury concerns, you know, how well they, will they actually be able to protect him is another concern of me, of mine as well. Um, and then, yeah, just that, that defense as well. There's really nobody there that really scares me at all. Um, so I, I'll go them. I think they win probably about the same four or five wins. Um, I'll go Jacksonville next. I do think Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, I do think he was severely, uh, hampered by the whole situation last year. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, say what we want about, you know, how they overpaid. And I think they did, but they still got a pretty good receiver in Christian Kirk. So mm -hmm. I think that'll certainly help Trevor Lawrence out in some way. Um, and then Evan Ingram, I think is a sneaky good signing. Honestly, um, I think he has a potential uh, to really thrive there in Jacksonville. And then just being able to use uh, guys like Robinson and ETN, I don't think Jacksonville will be great, but I certainly think they'll be a little bit better. So I have them about, about five, six wins. Um, and then I'm going to go Tennessee. Um, I think I'm right there with Derek, nine or 10 wins, maybe even less than that, eight, nine, it, between the eight and 10 range. Um, and I think Indianapolis 11. And I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go 12 and five for Indianapolis. All right. I like that one. Devin, what are you thinking? Yeah, uh, I'm going to kind of kind of agree there. I'm going to go, you know, last to first. Um, I have Houston, you know, only winning about three to four games this year. I just still think with how young they are, um, you know, that receiving core, you know, we already, like we've talked, you know, Cooks, you know, can't stay healthy. We got Michi. We don't know how he's going to come out there. Um, I think they're still just going to kind of struggle um, there. 
like I said, with that trade for Watson, they got a lot of good value coming forward that can kind of help them build going forward. But yeah, I just see them at around, you know, maybe three to four wins. Um, then I have Jacksonville. Um, I, I think Lawrence is going to be able to step up a little more without urban Meyer there. And I actually have them probably about six or seven wins there. Um, still not great, but I see them, you know, definitely improving from last year. Um, I've got the Titans, same thing around the eight to 10 and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic here. I, I see the Colts, you know, winning the division with, uh, somewhere between, uh, I'm going to go, you know, high here and say 12 to 14, 12 to 14. Jeez, dude. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well. Definitely your Homer. There we go. Yeah. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say much different than what everybody else has kind of already mimicked. Um, I will say Derek, I'm sorry, but it looks like you're going to be on an Island out there by yourself with the last one. Cause I'm going Houston as well. I just don't, I have nothing excites me at all at in Houston right now. And I'm not saying something might not change in the season. Maybe one of these young, you know, wide receivers, or again, that defense might surprise me. And it's like, Oh crap. I, I would, I would like to be wrong, but I just, I doubt it at this point. And I do think Jacksonville is going to be able to step it up a little bit better. I'm a little bit more excited to see them play than I would see Houston. Just again with ETN coming back, let's at least see what he can do on a football field. They still got a thousand yard rusher in James Robinson. And again, as much as I not Christian Kirk, it's not the talent, it's just the pay. <laughs> but again, not his fault. And I do think Trevor Lawrence, especially getting Brandon Sheriff out there, Cam Robinson resides, so that offensive line looks a lot better. Tennessee, Tennessee's just going to be Tennessee. <laughs> Somehow they just kind of find ways to win games. Um, it's going to be on the back of Derrick Henry. The only way I see them dropping is if he gets hurt again. Uh, but I doubt that they're going to be able to make a play for the for this this division this year. And yeah, as much as I it pains me maybe to say it, but Indianapolis got this on lock. I can't imagine a scenario right now unless something crazy happens with injuries, which I'm not putting that on the Colts them to lose this I've, it's there it's theirs to lose and i don't think anybody else can say anything different right like there's there's oh. nothing <laughs> they should easily have this on lock so well there it is guys that's our uh that's our breakdown of the afc south so let us know what you guys think are we crazy i doubt it we got the colts you know nah, i'm a little crazy you are with your 14 <laughs> win thing they're not winning 14 games i would say you know 11 or 12 would be realistic Hey, a couple a couple of years ago, I made a stupid bet that they were going to go undefeated, and we lost the season opener. So you know, it's just kind of what I do. <laughs> Derek, were you going to say something there? Going undefeated, yeah. I just, I, I <laughs> every single Colts fan knows from the bottom of their freaking heart that they know that this team ain't going to win fourteen games. <laughs> and like we as Colts fans have become engineered to understand that nothing good happens for Indianapolis in some way to where it really reduces our win total. Don't I, And yet somehow I, it's funny because he's not the only one that feels this way. Every single, I see a lot of people when the schedule came out, 14 wins, 15 wins, people book it. I'm like, I'm not booking anything. I'm booking this tweet as a, as a reminder to come back to you and say how stupid that sounded when you said 14 wins. Come on. Like 14 and three. Come on. It's just, hey, just, just remember when, when we already lose four games, you know, knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't happen. You can go ahead and just come back to us and just let us know <laughs> no, how dumb I am. First, first so, off, not to us. I had nothing to do with that. Not to us. I have them losing three games in the first seven weeks. Yeah. Like, that's just me. I, I'm sorry, but I mean, I, I don't, 
I'd see them losing at least one game to Tennessee. I have them losing to the chiefs. I just can't like, I can't sit here and confidently say, yeah, I think they're going to win 13, 14 games. I just, I just can't do that. No, no, neither can Devin. He's just being, yeah, no, I shouldn't say that. He's just being Devin is what it is. I think they beat. I think they beat the Chiefs easy. I think the Chiefs are going to have a rough year. Oh my god! <laughs> Tyreek Hill effect. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I mean, still the Chiefs. Plus that whole division just got stupid. Only thing that has been good about uh, somebody leaving the AFC this year, other than that, every single other person is joining the freaking AFC this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's the only one to leave, and you got a lot of people that just came in. Monte Adams. Mm-hmm. Yep. By the way, the Colts do play the Raiders in Vegas. So you guys going? Woo. Is that what that is? Uh, I mean, you know, the Raiders now have they now have uh, Adams, Waller, and Carr, and now have Ren- and still have Renfro, mm-hmm. and still Renfro. Yeah, what Renfro did to us last year. I uh, I'm not looking forward to facing the Raiders. They completely. Yeah, the, Ra- the Raiders are scary. Yeah. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, again, thank you so much for joining. And if anybody wanted to start following you guys on your social media pages, I know you guys are heavily on Twitter. Where could they find you guys at again? Yeah, so you can find find me at CPFogger55. Um, You can find the podcast at BTJ Pod. Those are both on Twitter. Um, Podcast is also on Instagram as well. So you can follow, follow it there and on Facebook as well also. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Derek underscore larger. Beautiful guys. Again, they're getting ready to do a bunch of giveaways. So make sure you do not miss that because you might get some jerseys, which we, I know talked briefly about last episode as well, but guys, we just want to say thanks again for taking the time to come hang out with us and and talk AFC South. It has been an absolute blast um, to be able to have you guys. Our pleasure. It was fun doing it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We'll definitely have to do something again here and, you know, at some point in time for sure. Um, but yep. guys, again, thanks you for everybody taking the time to listen to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast. We will catch you next time. See you guys. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Uh, creeping in the dark.